Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, this is the City on a Hill podcast. I'm Eric Estep, and I'm here with Scott Reevely, my co-host. Scott, how are you? I am co-all right. Co-all right. Well, that would assume I'm all right. I'm doing fine. I'm looking at you, <laughs> and you look co-all right also. Okay. Well, we this is another one of our shorts, uh, and we have been talking about things the church should remember to remain faithful in public life, and this is actually number six. Um, and so the sixth one today is you are formed by what you repeatedly think about. You are formed by what you repeatedly think about. And Scott, where, what, is a, what is a verse that talks about really what we th- should think about? If we're going to be formed by it, what, what should we be thinking about? Well, I, I, before I, I get there, I think it's probably worth uh, just making sure that that first sentence is believable. You are formed by what you uh, repeatedly think about. Um, if you think about things that are uh, that make you nervous, you will be anxious. If you think about mm. things that make you fearful or angry, you will be fearful or angry. Right. In other words, I I think it's worth um, stepping back and accepting the fact that y- you know you don't get your ideas from it from nowhere. Right. You don't become the person you are from nothing. It, you you come from the things that you repeatedly think about and do, mm-hmm. and the and that essentially you form your habits, and then your habits form you. Mm-hmm. And I, I that's not necessarily biblical, but um, I I think we've got to realize we get our ideas from somewhere, and those ideas then form our attitudes and actions. And that whole process is really a natural one that works for you or against you, and it works for you as a Christian when you are thinking about the things you want to think about, like you're you're Mm -hmm. suggesting. And it works against you as a Christian when you're thinking about things that are not helping you. And so um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 is one of our favorites, and we've, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how many episodes we've quoted this verse on, but I... More than five. (laughs) It's probably more than five, and we might even be in double digits. I don't know. But it just says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm. And he, 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 uh, he tells us in Philippians 4, 8, and that's right on the heels of if anyone is anxious, mm-hmm. let him pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole idea around this verse, the context of it, has to do with anxiety and conflict. And so one of the ways through the anxiety and the conflict is thinking about things that are honorable and just and lovely and true and excellent and commendable. And so uh, I we would just love it if you would do Philippians 4.8. Right, and only think about those things. Um, there's all kinds of other things, of course, 
and, and if you just balance, even even if you said, I'm, I only want to balance the inputs in my life. What if you balanced the your news intake and your social media and the, your other media, maybe movies, entertainment, with the scriptures or with these other things that are honorable, true, lovely, pure, mm. just, and you, and you didn't take any more of those other things in than you take into the scripture. I, I would, I would accept that. I think. Sure. I mean, I would think that that would probably be a radical shift for most of us, mm-hmm. because most of us do intake these other things so much that uh, there's barely room for the things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable. And so, if we could just um, maybe adjust the dials, sure. So that we adjust up those good things and just down the bad things. Well, I, I think if you did something even close to an action like that, and, and or just started evaluating alongside the rubric of Philippians four eight before you intook something, it would be pretty obvious what is forming you, what is what is changing you. Um, just think about. I, I was on a job walk today. And we were walking around an office, and multiple people had a TV screen to their right just playing news, and it was obvious that it was playing all day long. I was so stressed. So stressed. Um, and that, that's a lot of, go- of story-forming. Um, it's forming you as, you as you listen to it, as you watch it, as you just let it sit there and talk to you. Um, think about how much time you're spending on social media. Is the stuff on social media, maybe it is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable, um, I've been on social media enough to know that it's probably not all of that. Um, or maybe you dwell on fear, or maybe you just watch a lot of movies or TV shows or, or just engage a bunch of things so you don't have to feel anything. All of that is forming you, and it's not forming you towards the good. It's probably forming you towards something more broken. Well, I, I want to go back to that. I just don't think we believe it forms us. See, I, th- I think that's a that's where this breaks down, this recommendation, and we say church will remain faithful if we recognize what formed us. I don't think we recognize that we get formed by things. Mm. Uh, the CDC just this last week released a report that said 57% of adolescent girls uh, feel depressed and anxious. Mm. That's more than one in two. You see two girls walking together. Right. One of them is depressed and anxious. I mean, it's that prevalent, right? And the, I mean, that's from the CDC, and they are, uh, they're they're putting they're pointing the finger at social media mm-hmm. with that report, and real and, and what they're saying is that forms the this younger generation, right? And we can't ignore that. We can't just say that it's I don't know what else would it be. Maybe diff- they're drinking different water than previous generations. That's ridiculous. It, the, it's the ideas and the things they expose themselves to mm-hmm. repeatedly, and it's the same for us. No, no, li- no listener is different right. than that, and we have to be careful in that. And so, maybe just one other word. These are supposed to be. I'm on sabbatical now, and these are supposed to be sabbatical shorts. So we're going on the long end of things here, but we're trying to keep. Keep it short. Keep something simple for you to think about. But I, I wanted to just sort of help you realize what we're trying to do with these um, these things, saying these are things the church needs to remember to remain faithful in public life, is basically in the intersection of politics and church, 
the church, first of all, needs to retain their identity as a heavenly kingdom with Jesus as the king and uh, remember their exiles and belong to another uh, kingdom. And that makes them ambassadors in this world, and they need to remember the, the news of their home kingdom, the gospel. Mm. And so there's this identity that we have to, we have to settle into uh, in order to remain faithful. And then we have to also just have, make sure we have our superpower and pray and not forget that, yeah, we're just, to, we're not just bumble around here like everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to be praying about our in, engagement in public things. Then the things that we do really form us, so we have to be careful about that, and the things that we do reflect our love for other people. And so it's really who we are and what we do. We're trying to stir these all together mm-hmm. in a soup that says the church really can engage publicly in a faithful way, but we can't do it by grasping for power. We can't do it in the way that everybody else does it. We have to remember these things. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to stir this together in these sabbatical shorts, and we'll have a couple, we'll we'll have one more uh, each week for a few more weeks here. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Well, that's it for this sabbatical short. I do want to point out that uh, Scott is going on sabbatical, and that it coincides with him being in serving in ministry for 30 years. And today is actually his 30th anniversary serving at New Life Church. We're recording on... Yeah. Anniversary. Yep. On, not, not the day it comes out, but the day we're recording. And I just want to say that I'm really glad to be here and be able to really serve with you and, oh, and you. work with you. God could have put me anywhere, but he put me here. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that the person I get to watch and, and follow serves and loves the church. And if I get to catch some of that, I'm really grateful and grateful to know you and serve with you and glad that God is doing good things with you and through you. Um, and just I'm just glad I get to watch. I appreciate so. that. Thank you. I'm glad you do too. Um, so that's it for this sabbatical short. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review goes a long way to getting this to other people and share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com and we look forward to the next conversation. Mm-hmm.